Merhaba everyone, welcome back to the Turkish Breakfast Club. I'm your host, Miranda Lin. The past few episodes have been focused on helping non-Turkish people understand and feel more at home in Turkey. But what is it like on the other side? My friend Erkan Çakır grew up in Turkey, but for the past eight plus years, he's been studying and working in my home country of Canada. On his last visit back here, he stopped by the pod and we swapped some stories about what it's like being an immigrant, both to and from Turkey what we do and don't miss about our homelands, which involved an extended rant about tomatoes, and he had some words of advice for anyone else who might be considering going abroad. So without further ado, let's get to it. Hoş geldin. Welcome to the Turkish Breakfast Club. Hoş bulduk. Thanks for having me. Um, so, Erkan, you are here visiting um, Istanbul, and this podcast is dedicated to talking about Turkish culture, understanding it, appreciating it, trying to make people feel at home here, who maybe have come up from different places to Turkey and make them feel home. But you, on the other hand, decided to leave and go to Canada. Yeah. So, give us some of your backstory. Why did you decide to leave Turkey? Wow. Um, so I think the short answer to that is for education. Um, I've studied here in Istanbul Technical University. Um, I'm actually from a city called Tekirda, which is like two hours uh, away from Istanbul. And I came here for university and obviously like coming from a much smaller city, Istanbul was amazing. You know, it had everything that, you know, you can basically have in Turkey. And, you know, it was a great time and everything, but I decided to do an exchange program for one year. So I did this Erasmus, you know, student exchange program and went to Germany. And, you know, having my family actually, you know, uh, from Bulgaria, um, where I was actually, you know, born, um, I always had this, like, I guess, like, sense of feeling a little bit more European Turkish. Um, so that year actually changed a lot in me and, you know, I've decided that, you know, I want to see more. So basically, after doing that year in, you know, Germany, Hamburg, I've decided to, you know, do it again. And once I finished my degree in engineering, I've decided to take a chance at Canada. And I found a university. Great yeah, yeah, which is actually funny because for naval architecture, there's only one, like, decent program in the country that offers the master's program, uh, which is Memorial, Memorial University of Newfoundland. Um, and I just wanted to give it a chance, and that was eight years ago. And you're still living in Canada now? Yes, yeah. I kind of have this um, saying that I have entered Canada from the exit door. Um, <laughs> no offense to Newfoundlanders, if anybody's <laughs> listening. Um, but Newfoundland, as you know, is one of the have-not provinces, kind of. It's yeah. kind of like... So maybe some context, mm -hmm. the expertise I can offer on this one. Yeah. Newfoundland is one of like the maritime provinces. Its population... The whole province, I think, is like 250,000 or something. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like a village and quite remote. Like it's not mm -hmm. anywhere close to major cities either. Like Toronto or Montreal might be the closest yeah. cities, but those are still like yeah. hours flight away. Yeah. Well, and Newfoundland has its own time zone, so... Right. Yeah, I guess Newfoundland that's, time, which is, yeah. yeah, no other part of Canada runs on. Yeah, exactly. Then the question is, going from Istanbul 
which even back then was probably a population like over 10 yeah, million. It was, yeah. To mm-hmm. a tiny town, even by Canadian standards, of St. Yeah. John's. What were some of your first impressions of uh, your new home when you moved there? Oh, oh my God. Um, I remember the flight. Um, I flew from London. So it was like the first time I basically like passed through Atlantic and um, and I was like, you know, after like flying over the ocean for hours and hours, I started seeing like the first piece of land and it was so rocky. Like I was expecting Canada to have like a lot more of these like like British Columbia type of trees. Right. Um, so like pine trees. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So it wasn't like that, but it still looked pretty cute and i remember seeing like those colorful houses from the plane for the first time um it was may when i first got there and it it was snowy though um i i I remember seeing some snow (laughs) and i remember the amount of trucks like when i first landed in the airport it was like yeah mostly like trucks and i was like okay like this is quite you know different um so it wasn't really like the image of Canada that I had b- before. The second thing I remember is how small the downtown was, St. John's. Um, we, we literally walked like St. John's downtown in like 10, 15 minutes. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Um, what else is there? <laughs> yeah, and, and, and it's funny because actually now that I'm thinking about it, like some memories come to mind again. It's. I, I remember having nightmares about St. John's because it was such a small city and before like going there from Istanbul I used to have these like dreams about basically like being out of nowhere like having no people around me. Am I right in assuming that you were the only Turkish person in St. John? Um, funny enough, no I wasn't. There was a few people, a few families that were already there but it took me a while to actually you know, bond with other Turks and like, you know, get together and like basically increase the um, community there. But it's funny, like St. John's was so different. People were so friendly. They were super kind. Um, And that like the feeling of community actually didn't take too long, you know, to um, like show itself. Oh, that's good to hear. I mean, I guess new fees are even among Canadians who I think we try to like have a polite yeah reputation i think newfies are like honestly newfies are the best extra kind yeah and it's kind of similar to like turkish sort of like hospitality and that's very true yeah maybe that's like something that you kind of connected with or could feel at home Mm -hmm. but were there things that made you feel very out of place when you first arrived in canada Hmm. that's a good question actually i think i I remember the food especially in saint john's because um, I've I realized like the lack of fresh food and like how you know blunt the taste of food was like the vegetables and especially tomatoes because tomatoes are my favorite it was really interesting to see how expensive it was I remember like buying this half a kilo you know spinach and it was like I don't know six or seven bucks or something mm-hmm. and I was so excited I'm like mom like the food is not that expensive here and my mom was like, okay, like, what you got? I'm like, you know, I got some spinach. And mm-hmm. she was like, well, how, 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 how much does it weigh? I was like, I don't know, like 400 grams or something. She's like, that's nothing. Like, like she was like, you got cheated. <laughs> you, you, you'll see once you start cooking it, like how much spinach that is. Right. And she was like, I could buy like, you know, maybe 10, 
15 kilograms of spinach for that price. So that difference was like shocking to me at first. I had the exact same shock, but like the positive Turkish version where right. I came and was like, it's how many tomatoes can I buy that are like, fr and the t I honestly think I've never tasted such a delicious tomato my entire life. Oh my God. We, we, can we repeat this sentence? Cause like, I, this is something I've been telling to a lot of my Canadian friends. Like, I, I keep telling them, like, guys, you don't know what a tomato is until you actually taste it in Turkey. So hearing this coming from a Canadian, thank you. I <laughs> confirm all of, your all of your Canadian friends have not tasted to a tomato yet. When I go back home to Canada, it's like tasting cardboard. Yeah. It's, I mean, but it's, it's also, like, logical. Like, our produce most of it is imported from mexico yeah. from somewhere else and so it's shoved full of like preservatives to mm -hmm. like survive the trip and then it comes yeah. like a month later in turkey it is literally like from someone's garden straight into your belly and it it, it is a different flavor and it's yeah. almost like indescribable because mm -hmm. like you said, it does sound ridiculous like a tomato is a tomato yeah yeah. And then you taste a tomato. Yeah, exactly. And it is, it, uh, yeah. So we've yeah. swapped places and I'm like, yeah, you mm -hmm. can keep your, uh, your Canadian tomato. I'll keep yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are there like Turkish habits or like ways of doing things that you've maintained since you moved to Canada? You know, one of the things I like still to this date that is weird to me, how come you don't have a drain on the floor of your bathroom and your balcony? Do we not? In Canada, I mean, most places, no. Like, wh whenever I need to w clean my balcony, I need to get a mop and, like, mop my balcony. But in Turkey, we just, like, use lots of soap and lots of water mm. and everything just, like, drains out. out. Yeah, so you can kind of, like, just clean everything out, you know, wash everything you're off. Canadians so. are just dirtier than Turkish people. I'm not saying that. It's just harder to, yeah. Hmm. The thing that I notice when I go home is that... Canadian showers, like the shower head is like stuck to the wall. Like mm -hmm. it's very rare that you have like a, like you can like attach a, it like a handle, yeah, yeah. which it's, it's quite nice in Turkey. Yeah. I'm not used to that as well. And, and what do you think about the bidet culture in Turkey? It might be kind of unpleasant, you know, to talk about after talking about food. <laughs> yeah. So because my family, Chinese, oh, okay. it's so. also like... We have to mm -hmm. give credit to the Japanese, but yeah. we have full on embraced the bidet. And if it's not like we also have like remote controls for it, for right. like the temperature and like the pressure. So yeah. I'm 100 percent. If anything, I think Turkish bidets are too low tech. Yeah, I think you guys need to true. up your bidet game yeah, a little bit true. and meet, uh, come to the yeah. Asian side a little bit. Yeah, because I think especially with the pandemic and uh, the, like this search for, you know, like toilet paper. I don't know if it happened here, but in yeah. Canada, like we were out of toilet paper in the super, you know, supermarkets. And you didn't even mind. You're like, I've yeah, I was like, <laughs> you know, I, 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 at that point, I'm not sure if I had my bidet installed, but I was like, you know what? Like I have the perfect solution for this. Like, did you I, install a bidet? Yeah. Specifically? Yeah, I did actually. And it's like, so like, I feel much more clean and the amount of toilet paper you need to use yeah. like significantly less. And it's funny, my girlfriend never used it. And like the first time, like, you know, she came to me, I was like, you should try it. She's like, ah, oh, I don't know. Like, I'm not comfortable, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then like first couple times she used it, she was like, oh my God. Like, this, this is amazing. Is, yeah. Were you more shocked when you came to Canada the first time and realized that 
bidets weren't like universal um i was actually expecting that because okay. like you know being in germany for a while right okay but i didn't actually something not the bidets but like the size of the toilets were kind of shocking to me and and this is in a, terms of the, were they smaller in they, they were bigger and, oh, and, really? and, and, and that's the thing, like, I did actually study some, like, ergonomics and, like, the standards of, like, certain, like, shower size or toilet uh -huh. seat size and yeah. stuff. And I realized, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm in North, North America, you know, like, th things here. are bigger. Yeah, like, you have a bigger toilet seat, you really? know, oh. to fit that, you know, overweight bum, I guess, from fast food. Um, you can cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> hear more stories about Turkish life, just subscribe and listen to past episodes of the Turkish Breakfast Club, wherever you get your podcasts. We have guests as diverse as a Turkish breakfast spread, from fortune tellers and food experts to female pro athletes and the organizers of Turkey's very first gay pride march. And we're just getting started, so pull up a chair and join us. Afiyet Olsen. Now that you've been in Canada for eight plus years, living there most of the time, and you come back maybe like once or twice a year to Turkey, mm -hmm. do you now experience culture shock on the other side, where you've kind of become used to a Canadian way of living and then yeah. are sort of surprised when you mm -hmm. yeah, back? Absolutely, and I think every time is a different story. You know, like the first time when I came I was really homesick, you know, I was I was missing a lot of food, I was missing a lot of my friends and family, so it was more about like being happy and stuff, but over the past eight years, like, I feel like after the first four or five, I started to see like the negative sides of Turkey. You know, I remember one time, and again, this, like, I hope it doesn't come out as like, you know, I don't like my country, like I do, but the first time I landed, um, after four years, I think, I looked at Istanbul and I looked at the airport and I looked at the people at the subway and I was like, oh my God, like Turkey is so unorganized, like we're so ugly. I mean, not the people, but like the city, you know, like the everything basically, you know, because like in Canada, you know, obviously not being overpopulated and like, you know, having enough resources, like it's, it's a huge thing. But um, yeah, that, that was always a big transition like whenever I come to Turkey you know to visit that that was a thing and most recently having been in you know this pandemic I've realized the personal space is very different mm, like in Canada especially with the pandemic like people were I mean even before the pandemic I, I feel like you know Vancouverites are kind of like distant yeah um, in a way but now like you know everybody like respects your you know, that like two, two meters. Two meter. yeah, right. um, but in Turkey, it's like there's no personal space whatsoever. It's like it's really funny. Like there's still the like signs on the floor a lot of the time of like you know trying to tell people to keep mm -hmm. the two meters. And then I remember like I was lining up for something, and in that two meter space that they had like drawn out, there were like ten people shoved into <laughs> that space because they were all like piling on top of each other trying to just like you know get as close as possible. Yeah, yeah, that and. You know, whenever you need to be in a line um, in Canada, it's like, you know, everyone's so respectful. It's like, it like naturally happens. But are there things that you've discovered that you actually surprisingly miss um, from Turkey that you maybe took for granted or didn't even know that 
it's something really important to you? Um, so this never occurred to me that my name actually was very foreign and hard to pronounce by native English speakers. So I, I think like one of the first things um, I was like, you know, like grabbing a coffee or something when I need to give my name, I've realized that I actually have to spell it every time. I'm like, your Starbucks name. Is yeah, <laughs> I'm like, what's your name? Like Archon. I'm like, what, what, what Archon? I'm like, no, Archon. They're like, okay, how do you spell that? I'm like, you know, E R K A N. Oh yeah, I mean, even the sounds that like each letter makes. Like, mm-hmm. if you said Aircon, I would also like mm-hmm. pre Turkey, like A Y maybe. Mm-hmm. Like, just it's it's a completely yeah, different I, alphabet. I, I, even yeah, I think it's a different A sound. You know, like yeah. I think there's like five different E sounds in Turkish actually. Oh. Like there are some that are close to like A or A. You know, like. And that 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 makes it extra difficult, right. I guess. Cool. And I've I heard like so many different versions over time, you know, like Erkan, Erkan, Arkan, and it gets worse with my last name. Your Canadian accent, I just have to say, is beautiful. <laughs> it was, yeah. I've heard like Erkan by, you know, from 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 Renewfies. It was it was priceless. And like I said, it gets worse, especially whenever I like need to go to the hospital or something when I have to wait and like. You know, wait for my name to be called. Erkan Sakir, Erkan Kakir. It's like, but funny enough, one time someone someone said it right. They were like Erkan Chakir. I'm like, are you Turkish? And she wasn't. How did she? I I had to like go see the doctor or something. I couldn't ask, but I was like, oh my god, like this happened like once maybe they just really terribly pr- mispronounced your name just maybe. stumbled by yeah. coincidence onto yeah, it yeah maybe maybe <laughs> but but it's it's kind of sad that i'm not uh, like able to write that like che letter it doesn't exist yeah. it doesn't exist so it makes it extra have you thought about silly. adding an h into your name so that people uh, I, tra- I i did but then i'm like I, I feel like i'm kind of changing my name when i do yeah. that you know it's like yeah, and, and it just doesn't look Turkish when I write it that way. So I'm like, yeah, I'm 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 willing to sacrifice my last name. So for you just the have to be Eric Can Kaker Kaker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm so sorry. I'm behalf of all Canadians. I'm so no, it's sorry. all good. But if you're listening to this podcast, maybe don't ever say that again. Yeah, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna promote this heavily in yeah. Canada so that people will know. <laughs> let's name Turkish. Let's let's pronounce Turkish names right. But do you? I mean, hearing your name pronounced correctly mm-hmm. is like such a simple pleasure. Oh my God! Yes, yes, yes. But like yes, a luxury yes. for you in Canada. Yeah, yeah, like. Today, I think when I was shopping, I, I had to give my name to whatever purpose. And I said it once and I didn't have to spell it. No one it, like, was, it, was such a, it was such a big joy. I'm like, Arkan Chucker. They're like, oh, okay. Come on. Yeah. Well, yeah, just being able to speak Turkish to someone mm-hmm. must also be a nice relief for you. Um, actually, I, I wouldn't call it a relief because it's also a struggle sometimes, especially when I first come from Canada. Um, I mean, obviously, I have Turkish friends. I, you know, I speak Turkish to my family when I talk to them and, you know, with my Turkish friends. But I think I'm thinking in English, like now that it has been so many years, mm-hmm. like I dream in English. It's actually harder to transition into like 
you know, speaking Turkish all day, you know? Oh, yeah. Some, sometimes I feel like, I mean, of course, even in English, like, I feel like sometimes, I, like, if, if, if there's a certain situation that I don't know the right word, I feel like I'm not able to express myself mm. as strong as I want to. Right. Um, but it also happens in Turkish, too, especially, like, the first week or two, you know, it gets really difficult, you know? Like, I, I, I found myself, I sound like this... Um, you know, like the prep school, you know, <laughs> students that kind of like mixes like Turkish and English words and, you know, the nuances of things and mm. like the slang, you know, like I, I'm able to express myself, but like, you know, not in the way that, you There's know, I would really... There's new lingo that's maybe coming up that you haven't yeah. uh, caught on to yet. Yeah, but I guess that's the life of, uh, you know... Get caught between the two yeah. cultures, yeah. yeah. Are there other things that you've noticed about yourself when you come back, like, do you do you feel a different way? Do you feel more Turkish, less Turkish? I mean, mm, that's a good a question because I've been thinking about that a lot. Something that I've realized, um, you know, while talking to some of my friends that are in Turkey, um, I, I've realized when I'm in Canada, I'm actually a lot more connected with myself. Hmm. And I think that's because life is not that stressful or like, you know, it's not as fast as, you know, the way it is in Turkey. Mm-hmm. People actually have a lot more time on their hands to process things, you mm-hmm. know, like to actually, you know, think about things and, you know, like try to understand themselves rather than like go, 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 yeah. you know. Um, I've, I've realized that especially, you know, recent years I've been through some like tougher times and I was thinking like how I was before when I was in Turkey. And I've realized like most of the time, like the connection that we have with people are so deep, you actually don't have to be by yourself mm-hmm. most of the time. You know, like if you're going through a breakup or something, I'm pretty sure like like at some point, you know, you're just gonna meet up with a buddy of yours and have some like raku and like, you know, sit at the you know desk and be like, you know, talk about the whole relationship, just like therapy. Uh, but in Canada, it's like, you know, my social scene is quite different than how it was, you know, in Turkey. Um, I feel like most things are like, you know, I have to process it myself mm. more. I, I guess it's like both good or bad and bad, you know, because good because I'm more connected to myself. You know, I have more time to process things emotionally and I'm more like aware of my psyche. Mm. But when I was in Turkey, it's more like maybe half process things yeah. you know like it's, it's it makes it easier to like you know continue to your life right but i think it it left some things unprocessed right you could you know? hide a little bit more yeah easily. maybe there were still some leftover mm. emotions or things that you actually didn't go through yeah um that's one of the things that i feel like you know i'm different in that sense like you know when i'm in canada or compared to here like right now, it seems like a lot of Turkish people are considering moving abroad as well, either for economic reasons, like more opportunities, political reasons, or just, you know, that's the way the world is. It's more globalized now. Would, do you have any advice that you could give people or like things that if you were doing it now, like you could talk to your, your former self and sort of say, this is how it can be done. This is how you can you know, get the best results, best experience, sort of yeah. make the transition as easy as possible? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a great question because something that I'm constantly seeing from people is that this 
like desperation of like trying to get out of Turkey right now, you know, especially like given the social uh, or like political situations. But I think one of the dangerous things that people do, and this is something that I think can only be understood by experience, by actually living through it. Mm. It's like they automatically think that like as soon as they flee Turkey, you know, as soon as they like arrive to Canada or somewhere, their life is all just going to be this like euphoric, you know, like happiness, you know, it's like, it will be better. Yeah, that's that's so wrong, Mm -hmm. you know, because like immigration, you know, like being an expat, you know, abroad or like changing your life like moving into a different country it's it's actually a long process it's something that took me like many many years to understand it's like you know a decision that you have to make but also a decision that you have to live with the consequences like every single day like it's a dynamic experience you know it's not like oh like yeah i I went to canada and i'm like you know super happy now you know it's like there were times like you know you feel like oh you know i'm so glad that i came to canada but there were days it's like, shit, you know, like, why, why, am, why am I not with my family? Yeah, you know, right. like, especially, you know, when you're going through tough times, it makes it harder. Of course. And even sometimes, like, when you're, you know, having a good day, you know, or you got a promotion or you have something to celebrate, you know, when you're away from your family or, you're, like, your, your loved ones. The people you want to share it with the most. Yeah, and it, it makes it really difficult, especially for Turkish people to go to Canada because... You know, it's hard for everybody, but for people that are coming from, you know, culture like Turkey, you know, like where it's very like, you know, friendly and family oriented and, you know, like emotional with a strong sense of community. It's, it's, it can be, you know, a little bit harder than it's, it's not like you're going to have your life here and you're going to build, you know, something on top of it. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to leave a lot of things behind. Right. So that's, that's something that people don't realize. And they think like, oh, I'm going to come to Canada. You know, I'm going to have a good job. I'm going to have a good life, you know. Yeah, financially, maybe you'll be able to afford more. But you're going to leave your family. If you're not, you know, going with them, you're going to leave your loved ones. You're going to leave your friends and you're going to leave your sense of belonging even here. Yeah. Was there any friction at all within the family like when you made this decision to, to mm-hmm. leave home? Um, actually, no, because I think, you know, my family also being immigrants from Bulgaria to Turkey, um, you know, they know what it takes for someone to immigrate. Um, so they know that I have pretty valid reasons for me and, you know, valid reasons for my future family. Um, so yeah, like, even though they always, you know, keep telling me like, oh, like, what about like closer, you know, like you could come to Europe, like, you know, to another country. Mm Um, like that's always the wish, you know, that comes from them and, you know, most of the time from me too, but it's just like things in Canada. Like I I like being accepted as a Turk in living in Canada rather than like, you know, kind of being tolerated in Europe. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the situation. Mm. I think it's a really interesting point of your parents also sharing the same mindset because same thing with my parents like they immigrated to Canada when they were quite young as well and so I felt like when I left home and moved to a different country we actually bonded and got a lot closer because we could share some similar experiences of like oh yeah that struggle like oh it'll take time and like I understood them and appreciated them I think a lot more I'm just like wow like it's hard it's really hard to make a new home and so 
sort of having that common background actually like brought us even though we were further physically further apart like emotionally that was a really like special connection that we were able to yeah. build yeah that's that's interesting you say that because I, I feel the exact same thing and that's one of the things that kind of like makes the distance like bearable for me you know because i know like physically i'm not here mm-hmm. but i think like I'm connected to my family in a way that like I couldn't be connected while I was still living here because like you know frankly I would have been just taking them for granted you know um, like you said like when you're away you actually understand like you know what your parents go through and like you know what it means to be you know um, like caring for someone you know when you when you're alone especially you know like you realize how how hard life is mm-hmm. so yeah I, I share that thank you so much for your time you're welcome thank you very much for having me safe travels back home yeah is Canada home or is home Ooh. oh that's too much that's another podcast maybe yeah. <laughs> safe yeah. travels to Canada thank you one of your homes thank you thank you again to Aircon. That is Erkan Chakar for anyone in Canada listening. And thanks to all of you for listening to the Turkish Breakfast Club. If you want to share your own immigrant story of how you came to Turkey or why you may be left, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at the Turkish Breakfast Club. Until next time, görüşürüz. Bye.